Good evening, everyone. I'm John the Apostle, in case you couldn't tell. This little bit makes me John the Apostle. (laughs) I came this evening to be with you all because this is a very special evening. It's the eve of Christmas. It's the eve of the day we celebrate the coming of Jesus, whom I knew personally in the flesh. I came this evening because I really want to share with you something Jesus shared with me and with his disciples. I want to share with you the secret of Christmas. I I remember it so well that night when Jesus shared the secret of Christmas. We were, the disciples and I, Jesus, we were in this room. We had just finished our evening meal. We were beginning our evening preparations for the night. It was dark outside. And unexpectedly, there came a knock on the door. Wow, who was this? Well, my brother James, who was always the polite one, got up and immediately answered the door. And as we kind of peered out into the darkness, we could see a a figure. We couldn't make out who it was, but it was obviously a man of great dignity, someone of, of importance. His robes were very special. And so as James and we let the man in and he stepped into the light, he was all alone, but immediately we recognized him. It was Nicodemus. Nicodemus. I mean, everybody knows who Nicodemus was. Nicodemus is one of the most prominent Pharisees in our nation. He is a man of the law. He teaches, he preaches, he shows us how to obey the law and thus be right with God. But not only that, Nicodemus was a member of our ruling council. He was a ruler of our people, of Israel. He was a member of the Sanhedrin. Everybody knew who Nicodemus was. How and why would Nicodemus be coming to our place that night? Well, he certainly wasn't there to see me or anybody else, but he was there to see Jesus. He wanted to talk to Jesus. And so, for the next few minutes, half an hour or so, I don't know exactly how long the time was, it went so quickly, Jesus shared with Nicodemus. I remember, as I was able to listen in, Jesus shared about what it meant to be in the kingdom of God, and he said, you have to be born again to even enter the kingdom of God. And he went on to share with Nicodemus about the working of the Holy Spirit the spirit who gives us that new birth into the kingdom of God. And he shared how the working of the spirit is like the invisible wind that we've had a lot of lately, haven't we? The wind. And then, I'll never forget it, Jesus gave the secret of Christmas. But Jesus told Nicodemus these words. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have 
eternal life. Those words have rung in my mind and heart ever since. For God so loved the world. You know, love is in the world. Love is because God is. Because any kind of expression or any kind of love that we experience is a reflection of God. Because God himself is love. From the most tender expression of affection from a mom to her newborn infant to the robust opening wide of a father's arms to receive his rebellious son back home and countless other expressions of love that we could name that you and I have experienced and you and I have even probably given and received even today. All of those are reflections of the fact that God himself is love. God so loved. God so loved the world. Yes, this world. This world is marred. It's broken. It's marred and messed up in sin. And because of that, this world deserves nothing but ruin and destruction. God so loved the world, though. Yes, that's the world that God loves. God so loved this world that's full of sin and hatred and anger and frustration and pollution, not just physically but morally. God so loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You know, the kind of love that God is and the kind of love that God has, well, there's a special word for that in the Greek language, and that's called agape. Agape. Agape is the kind of love that is self-giving. Agape love gives of yourself. It's self-sacrificing. Agape love gives of yourself for the benefit of the other person. It's others-centered. That's the God that we love. That's the God who loves us. God is agape love. And that's the kind of love that he has for this marred, broken, and ruined world. That's the kind of love that led him to do what it said in that verse, that he gave his only son for the world. I heard a story. Yeah, it's a modern time story, even though I'm stuck in old times. I heard this story about a family. Mother, father, and two little boys. And the youngest little boy was very, very sick. In fact, he was going to die unless he received 
the very much needed blood transfusion for his condition. So immediately when the doctors realized that this very young child needed a blood transfusion, they began to test the family members. They tested the mother for you know, the blood type to match his, the little boy. Tested the mother, they tested the father, and they finally came to the older son. And it just turned out to be that the blood type from the older son was the perfect match for giving to the younger son. And so the father came and sat down gently next to that older son, and, and he said, son, your little brother needs your blood so that he can live. Are you willing to give him your blood? And the little boy looked up at his father and hesitated for a moment, but then he said, yes, I am. So immediately the nurses and doctors began to do the procedure of drawing the blood from the little boy. And as they as the blood began to flow out of his veins, the little boy looked up in the face of his father and he said, will it hurt when I die? See, the parents didn't understand that in that little boy's worldview, he thought he was giving all of his blood for his younger brother. He thought he would die and give his life for him. Friends, Brothers and sisters, that's agape love. And there's a God in heaven who gave his only son to come to this earth who really did die for you and for me. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The invitation to eternal life is for you. It's 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 for whosoever believes in Jesus. There's no strings attached. There's no hoops to jump through. There are no restrictions. Whosoever But there is only one way, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. That is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, as Jesus said on that occasion. And believing in the Lord Jesus Christ means placing your life's trust and faith fully in him to do for you what you could never do on your own that he would become your savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That, my friends, is the secret of Christmas. Christmas.